Hi friends and welcome to the Do Life Better podcast where you will find all the tips, habits and strategies you need to help you do your life just that little bit better each and every day. My name is Dave Jorner and I'm so grateful that you've decided to tune in and join me today. Now as I record this sitting in my walk-in wardrobe, uh, just yesterday I turned 40 and in fact a number of my friends are having their 40th birthdays at the moment. And it really wasn't what we planned it to be like. Uh, No big family gatherings, no gatherings with all of our friends, none of those big celebrations that we'd all been looking forward to. But yeah, I know for my own 40th yesterday, uh, it's going to be quite memorable. Again, not really what I was wanting or looking forward to, but it will certainly be quite memorable. And, you know, we couldn't actually be physically present with all friends and family, yet we're able to have a a Zoom gathering where they all, one of my favourite desserts for some reason is lemon meringue pie and I actually like to have it when it's still slightly frozen don't worry about cooking it in the oven have it when it's still slightly frozen I love that but all the family was sitting there on zoom they all had their lemon meringue pies to to share in that moment and some have even had a candle which they blew out as I blew out the 40th ones but it was still nice to have that collective moment that moment of celebration yeah even though we're so distant to show that want to be together, to come together and share in this moment was really quite special for me. And then my wife really wanted to be home for the day, but she works in a hospital, so she had to be there. But, um, you know, just some really nice touches as well, making the most of these creative moments now. Like she organized to have some coffees and cakes delivered from a local coffee shop, have them delivered to our house as a special treat for me, which I really wasn't expecting. So even among these really difficult times right now even among the struggle there's still moments that we can really appreciate there's still moments that we can really lean into and and make the most out of and in fact this episode today with Cass Dunn picks up a number of these things um for those of you who are long-time listeners you will remember Cass Dunn's previous episode is being crappy to happy in 12.5 minutes in fact, Cass is the host of a very popular podcast called Crap It Happy, and she's a coaching and clinical psychologist and a mindfulness expert. Now, we catch up today. We talk about some of the things that she's been doing to help get through these times. We particularly focus on the things that we can do to continue to find happiness in our current situation and stop saying, I will be happy when. You know, it's really easy for us to think, I'm going to be happy when all this is over. I'm going to be happy when I can see my friends and family again. I'm going to be happy when the kids are back in school and I can focus on my actual work I'm going to be happy when all this stuff happens then in everyday life I'm going to be happy when I get the new house or the new car or the partner or whatever but we need to be able to find ways that we can be happy right here and right now because there's an abundance of things that we can be happy for so during this chat Cass dives into the things that we can do to be happy right here and now also in this episode, now I'm looking forward to sharing this one with you because there's a number of things that are going to be really helpful. Like we discuss things like how to find appreciation and happiness in the present. What are the healthy habits we can be doing right now? We talk about how to maintain social connections while being physically distant, just like last night with my family. Uh, how to maintain connections with people inside the home while finding solitude. Like, we now have to be together with people a lot more than we ever had before, and it can be really difficult to find your own space. So we dive into ideas about what you can do for that as well. And we also talk about how mindfulness and routine can help you during these times. So 
There's a lot in this episode that I know is going to be really helpful for you. Also, Cass has been really generous to offer you the Do Life Better family. She wants to give you 25% off her Crappy to Happy course and her Mindfulness for Busy People course. Now, these courses have already been heavily reduced and you get a further 25% off these. All you need to do is use the code Do Life Better, one word or lowercase. Just use the code Do Life Better, again, one word, lowercase. You'll get 25% off both of those courses. So all you got to do is go to Cass Dunn, C-A-S-S-D-U-N-N.com. Go to Cass Dunn, sign up for one of those courses, either the Crappy to Happy or the Mindfulness for Busy People course. And again, enter Do Life Better, all one word, lowercase. Enter that in and you'll get 25% off her already heavily discounted courses. I'm stepping through these courses right now and I'm finding them really, really helpful. So I know you're really keen to get stuck into this episode now, so I hope you enjoy this chat with Cass Dunn. Hi Cass, thanks for joining me again today on the Do Life Better podcast. Thank you for having me. It's good to be back. Absolutely. And for long-time listeners of the podcast, I'm sure you would have definitely enjoyed Cass's interview um, a while ago now, the Crappy to Happy one. Actually, I think that one was called... Crappy to happy in 12 and a half minutes. Um, <laughs> and by the way, that's stuck with me ever since. 12, I, I kind of catch myself thinking, have I done my 12 and a half minutes yet today? Um, <laughs> How interesting. It's good, isn't it? People... I've been teaching mindfulness for such a long time and that is such a common question. Like how long do I have to do it for to actually get those benefits? So I know that when I learned that, like when one of my teachers told me that, I latched onto it and I pretty much shared that with everybody. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's been a key takeaway for me and thank you for that. Um, and it's actually helped me be more purposeful about making sure I do mindfulness every day as well. Um, Ed, thanks again for joining us today and really keen to or catch up, see what's been happening for you, but also hear about what are the things that we can be doing, not like today during COVID-19. And, and obviously, I suppose the things that we do now will help us not just during this time, but also other really big challenging times coming up and even in the good times. Um, before we get into that, though, I'd love to hear about, I think it's been, well, it's been over a year since the last time you're on the podcast. Has it? I, I was going to say, oh, it must be at least six months, but wow, longer. Yeah, it was probably February 2019, yeah. I think. Yeah, um, so I'd love to hear what's something that you've either learnt or something you've grown in um, or something that you've changed since February last year. Oh, that's that's a big question, Dave, and it's been a long time. So there's probably been quite a few things. I think what I have the probably the most significant thing for me personally and in my business and I guess just my approach to life is um, simplifying. And I think particularly, you know, I probably like you have got juggle multiple projects and I have my podcast and I have written books and I'm writing another one. I have um, various kinds of things that I do in my work and I was very much in this do more, keep, you know, keep doing more things or offering people more things and I really just was burning myself out and I real I recognised that last year that I was just trying to do too much and therefore not doing anything as effectively as I would like. So I've really scaled it back this year. Um, that's still a work in progress. 
Um, but rather than to give you a specific example, like rather than I was on this creating another online course, you know, I did my mindfulness course, then I created my crappy to happy course at the same time trying to record the podcast at the same time running my first retreat at the same time running my first group coaching program at the same time, you know, all of these things. Yeah. Right. And it was a really great, uh, year for experiencing all of those things. But at the end of it, I just realized that actually what I want to do is come back and just maybe have one thing that I do and do it really well. So I've just opened my membership, which is very, very early stages. It's just budding really. But that's that way I feel like I can serve more people at a higher level when I'm not spreading myself across like a million projects. I'm just focusing on this one thing. Awesome. And um, thank you for that. And by the way, my dog was barking in the background there, but <laughs> I think that's one of the things that we're dealing with right now, isn't it? Everything's happening from home at the exact same time. I've got kids off in the room watching a movie. I've got a dog in here barking, going crazy. But I think it's this new reality right now of COVID-19. And we'll get to that again later on. But um, Cass, I love what you're saying about doing few things, but really well. Oh, jack of all trades. Yeah. Yeah. The jack of all trades, but master of none is what a lot of people do. And we get very scattered and very busy and do a lot of things. But I just think there is something to be said for simplifying. And maybe that's also very reflective of the time that we're in at the moment, too, mm. where we're kind of being forced to do less, Absolutely. <laughs> um, slow down, come back to basics. Mm. And and uh, it seems, yeah, it seems relevant and it seems timely. And I think I'm, I'm excited, actually, about what the future might look like. Oh, for sure. And um, it's been a bit excited and joy and so on. One of the things I've been working on, again, myself, I've stepped this up a lot lately and my sons are doing it every day. They put theirs up on the fridge. Um, it's all about gratitude. Oh, yeah. So my younger son, he either writes or draws it. My older son, he writes it. I've, I've picked up my gratitude journal. I'm starting to do that again. So Cass, for you, what's one, two or three, however many you want, things that you've been really grateful for um, since the last time we spoke? Oh, I, I mean, particularly right now in the current situation that we're in, I am eternally grateful for where we live. And we made a deliberate decision five years ago to move out of the city into uh, the Sunshine Coast hinterland. Your we have 11 acres. on Facebook look incredible, I have to say. <laughs> It's a, it's a lovely pool. So it's a pool with a view. Um, and so most of the photos are of the pool because the house is a mess. But um, it's it's we have a really lovely outlook and a sense of just wide open space. Mm-hmm. And um, and we have a our home has a lot of like it has a number of separate sort of living spaces. And I only have one child, so we can all have our own space. And I know that for some people when everybody's crowded in together and everybody's trying to do everything and everybody's on that needs to do their, you know, parents are working and kids are at school and whatever. I'm, I'm very grateful for the space that we have and the sense of spaciousness, even when we're sort of confined mm. to our homes. Oh, for sure. Cabin fever is huge right now. Oh uh, yeah, it, absolutely. And I would, I would, I feel for the people who are, you know, single or who live alone in a tiny little one bedroom apartment, for example, and are, are spending most of their time inside. Like, um, so there's that. I'm also eternally grateful for, well, about 18 months ago, slightly longer, both my parents and my husband's parents relocated from where they lived a long way away to here, right where we live. So even though we're not seeing them at the moment, I'm, I'm being really grateful for having them close by. My daughter went from having no grandparents around to having all her grandparents around. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, so we're not seeing them at the moment, even though they live quite close by. But um, that's been something that I've been really, really um, appreciative of. Um, and I guess, you know, the other thing for me is just um, I'm glad that you asked me this. I mean, I often do this gratitude thing as well. I'm really grateful for the freedom and flexibility to do the work that I do and to be able to do it from home and to be able to not I mean, we all have that fear and that uncertainty when the economy is changing and, you know, people are losing their jobs. And even when you're in your own business, right, like we all that affects us all in different ways. And, you know, you do work in schools. I'm sure you've experienced that as well. But we are forced to have to rethink how we do things. But I'm very grateful for the opportunity to have that flexibility and freedom to work in a way that works for me and for me to have that ability to just adapt and find new and different ways of doing what I do. No, it's fine for sure. Thank you. And speaking of you know, the gratitude, and I think this reminds me of I was looking through your online courses mm-hmm. for this project that we're working on together coming up soon. Uh, and um, one thing that you mentioned really struck a chord with me, which is I think one of the motivations to make gratitude a daily practice for my sons and for myself, particularly now. And that's you said something about we've fallen to a trap of saying, I will be happy when. Yeah. Instead of how can I be happy now. And like before you mentioned about um, being able to work from home and I've had to find a way to do some work from home now because the next term or two of, of work has been completely cancelled. And it's easy for me to fall into a trap thinking, I'll be happy when I can work again, when I can get back into yeah. to work. And, and again, I mean, the listeners right now have a wide variety of struggles and situations um, happening as we speak. Um, but I suppose with that, again, it's easy to fall into that trap of I will be happy when this passes. Um, mm. Or in a broader perspective, I'll be happy when I get the promotion or I'll be happy when I get the, a partner or a new car or the new house or my own space so I can run outside again with my friends. Instead of thinking I'll be happy when, what could we do instead? Well, I think that it's really important that we all come back to appreciate what there is to be happy for about right now, which is that whole gratitude thing that we already talked about. But I think the other thing and the thing that I, in my course, as you've obviously seen, you know, one of the things that I explain is that as humans, we are actually pretty bad at predicting what will make us happy. And so we we spend our whole life like looking forward to the next thing, assuming that happiness is always just around the next corner or when we get just over this hurdle or when we achieve that goal. And there's nothing wrong with that striving, obviously, for to achieve goals and challenge ourselves. But to recognize that the happiness or the meaning is the joy or whatever is actually in the striving. It's not actually in the goal itself. Um, and so just it's being present enough to appreciate the process um, as opposed to always putting the happiness, attaching the happiness to the outcome. Because mm-hmm. inevitably when we get to that outcome, we ad- we humans are very adaptable and so we get the great thing, we get the great job, we get the great relationship or we get back to work and within about five minutes we're bitching and whinging <laughs> because you know, the, the fabulous new house that we just bought, we start thinking, oh, there's not really enough cupboard space and our, the kitchen could use an upgrade and mm. the bathroom could use remodeling. You know, like we, we start then 
redefining the goals, we get the great job. And within three months, our colleagues are annoying us, our boss isn't that great. And we're looking always for the next thing that's going to make us happy. So we adapt and that becomes our new normal. And then we're we're on to the next thing. And that's why we call it the hedonic kind of treadmill, because we can potentially spend our lives running on it and actually never just learning to that happiness is actually here within us right now. And so I think it's about recognizing that also if you're constantly telling yourself that I'll be happy when, and this is what I've been telling my people in my community at the moment too, is implicit in that, like the assumption in that is that your happiness, your joy, your everything, your mood is impacted by everything outside of you. And that's such a, a powerless position to be in. Um, and therefore, if you believe that your happiness lies outside of you in th- circumstances being how you would like them and people behaving how you would like them, then you spend a lot of time and energy and angst trying to control and manage and fix things and people and, and getting upset and frustrated with things outside of you, which is just a waste of your energy, really. So we can just let go of all of that and come back to the one thing that we can control, which is where we put our attention, where we put our focus, what we choose to focus on, like what we can appreciate, what we can be grateful for, what's going well today, blah, all of those sorts of things, as you know, um, then then that's where we find our personal power, I think. Oh, for sure. And so then during these times, um, and the term collective trauma has been circulating a lot. Of, I don't know if I've heard about it too much before now. Um, and that's affecting us in many different ways. And I think well, for me, I've stepped up my gratitude practices, my mindfulness and meditation practices and exercise. But it's kind of really weird. I seem to be on this up and down. One day I feel great. The next day I need to be on the couch most of the day and I don't know why. And then I'm still doing the exercise and I'm still eating well. I'm still doing all that. But then the day after I'm feeling great. So it's kind of one day is good, next not, next good, next not. And I'm I'm not really sure why. And I've been thinking about this in terms of, you know, do I do we need to allow ourselves just to have more of those off days now? Because it wasn't like that for me beforehand. Um, do we need to just allow ourselves to have those off days now um, so that we can kind of just get through this new collective trauma experience? Um, or is it really important to still kind of chase, well, not really chase that happiness, but keep pressing on? Can Am I allowed to say and, yes, yeah. and both? <laughs> yeah, good, thank you. Because I don't think it's either or. Um I, I have experienced much the same, Dave. Like I have got all the practices as well, but I have had exactly the same experience. Some days I'm on fire. I just, I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to be out there and do more podcast episodes and serve people and create something new. But, and then the next day I'm just like, don't even talk to me. Like I'm just out. Mm. Um, and I've just learned, I think, because in the beginning, like I probably went for a solid few days, maybe close to a week, very, very early on in this, when we were all really in that really like, what the, like, what is happening here? Are we going to be another New York? Are we going to be another Italy? Like, that's what we were all sort of contending with at the time. And I probably spent a good three or four days at least just really struggling to do anything. And, um, 
and I couldn't tell you like what I was, why, or it it was just like, I was just really, really flat, low energy, low mood, low motivation. And I realized that there was no point trying to push through that. Like there was no, it was, it was be like swimming upstream Mm. to work against that or try to talk myself out of that. So I think there is really, it is really important that we honor the feelings. There's a, even if I think as humans, we tend to also almost like talk ourselves out of our own personal experience because we go into this, oh, but what have I got to complain about? Like I've got a roof over my head. Like I've still got my job or my husband's still got his job. And what about those people who have got it worse off for me? Which I I understand that that's useful to have that perspective, but it's not useful when it actually diminishes what we are experiencing. And we need to really honor that this is something we have never, ever experienced before. And even now we still don't really know how long we can all try and guess because that gives us a sense of control. Um, but we don't really know how long it will last or what the world will look like at the end of it. Or and and that's unsettling. And that is going to have an impact on our on our physiology, on our mood. Like our brain is constantly, whether we realize it or not, like our brain is like constantly going, well, what the, what the hell? Like what happens next? And then what? And then what? And it's just we can kind of push it to the background and get on with it. But it's always there and it's creating stress in our bodies. Um, so I think that, yes, honour and acknowledge it, but we don't also, as best as we can, don't want to fall into a heap and just spiral down into those dark places mm-hmm. of anxiety and depression and, you know, starting drinking at, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning and all those things that people potentially can end up doing. So, yes, honour and acknowledge it and then, but as much as possible, sort of keep those basic healthy routines, keep up the exercise, keep up the mindfulness shift where we put our focus on, you know, and, and like you said, like, you know, yes, almost push through, but not, not doggedly push through and ignore or mm. experiencing, but, but keep up the momentum, maintain those positive mind and mood kind of habits that we know will get us through in the best shape possible. Thanks. So what are they? Oh, by the way, that's comforting to know that I'm not the only one <laughs> going through this. Yeah. Um, so- we all are. So what are some of those habits that we can use now? So do instead of having 12 and a half minutes of mindfulness a day, do we need 25? Like, what are those things that we can be doing now? Oh, whatever works for you, I think. Like I've probably been a bit more doing a bit more mindfulness. I've also been allowing myself um, a little bit more time to step away from the computer and building breaks and go and sit outside or just spend some time in the sunshine reading a book or, you know, just having those mental health little mini breaks even during the day and building them into the week. Um, journaling is a great one. Um, I haven't been all that consistent with journaling recently, but when I feel the need, I will I will pull out a journal and start write about how I'm feeling because I also think, to be honest, it's in a way, it's kind of useful to have a bit of a written record of how I was feeling because this is an historic period that we're going through. Like mm-hmm. this is a one, a, a hopefully, hopefully, a one in a lifetime. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so to be able to, not just to help now, but to be able to look back and reflect on what we did, you know, w- what we were going through. Um, I think also, obviously, exercise um, is a good one and um, connection. Like we are, all, we are we're social creatures and we're all being forced to be inside our homes and locked away and not catching up with friends and not having the coffees and the whatever, even just the work interactions that you would normally have, you know, when you go and get that energy from 
mingling and mixing with other people and what would you do on the weekend? Like, what did we all do on the weekend now? Like, we all did basically nothing. We all sat inside and watched Netflix. <laughs> We're not doing anything on the weekends. Um, yep. So I think making the effort to maintain some of those social connections because they are so important for our – we know they're so important for our physical and mental health. Um, so if it's scheduling those FaceTime calls or um, with – friends or the getting on a house party and having catch up virtual happy hours and virtual drinks or virtual coffees, um, whatever it might be that we can maintain some sense of connection. And in fact, I did that this morning with my members in my group. We had coffee with Cass, which is just you know, all of us doing a Zoom call together and chatting. And, you know, some people came to me afterwards and said that was just actually so nice to just see and interact with other people who are going through the same stuff that I'm going through, like that we're all and having just that sense of connection and community, even though some of them have never met each other, you know. Mm. Um, so it, I think that's important as well. Oh, for sure. And that's become part of our daily routine as well. My sons have FaceTime with the grandparents each day. It's not even about talking. I think that sometimes we put we're, we're missing out on incidental moments of just being together. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah. Like when we're working beside someone, the interaction isn't just about the talking. It's about just being with. So yes. we're creating ways to just be with each other online by they play you know with the grandparents or Battleship or chess or Pictionary or whatever. This is brilliant. Um, and then even just now I got off a, a Zoom um, workshop for a, a triathlon club and um, it was really cool just seeing so many people. I've never done one before online with so many people over Zoom, and, but it was awesome because I get energy from people and I think having that time yeah. was really cool and even just friends and family over the weekend be able to connect with them online has been so yeah. helpful. Um, and they talk about how eye contact reduces stress and oh, can yeah. improve endorphins and so on. And I think to be able to do that just even online is really helpful too. Yeah, and on Easter Saturday was supposed to be my dad's 70th birthday party. So we were all, people were coming from all around the place um, to get together for a really important milestone occasion, you know. And it was probably about a month ago that I suggested to him that, you know, he's probably going to need to postpone it. At that stage, we, there was no shutdowns or lockdowns and he was still quite keen to go ahead. I said, no, I think you need to make the decision now. And I think if you don't, it's going to be taken out of your hands. But his actual birthday was Monday, so therefore we contacted everybody who was supposed to come and invited them onto. And you know, a lot of these people are 70, 80 years old, um, and invited them onto a Zoom call for his 70th birthday. And that call went for. I mean, it was like a normal party. There were the people who came, who sort of popped in and left. There was the main event that sort of went for about two hours and then in the end after four hours there was like four or five of us who were just hanging around chatting and it, it was it was as if we were sitting around the table together yeah. it was no different and it's exactly how a normal kind of party would have evolved over that period it was really actually interesting and it was great like everybody loved it not the same but how amazing that we have like there's something to be grateful for how amazing that we have the technology to be able to do that and it, I think the novelty factor helps too, but also it for me, I think one of the reasons I really enjoy it is it shows that intention, that extra level of want to connect. So Easter Sunday, mm. my mum's family is huge. She's one of eight. And so grandma or the kids call her Gigi, great grandma, she was there and she had like this air pilot style headphones and microphone and it was like Brady Bunch, like <laughs> – 
yeah, huge version of Brady Bunch there on the screen and yeah. like 20 families or whatever. And we just kind of sat there just laughing most of the time because it was ridiculous how many people there were. But and even, even that time and times when we've done it with our friends and so on, what it speaks of is we actually want to connect with each other because we yeah. know how important this is now. And I think in some ways, like my sons are almost seeing their grandparents. Oh, no, it's, about, no, it's actually more often than they used to. And so I think there's an opportunity wow. now to be able to connect with our friends and family more regularly um, in a way that shows, again, just how meaningful it is to us. Um, but just with that, and I know that one of your books is Crappy to Happy for Relationships. Um, That's what I'm writing now. Oh, writing- well, attempting to write in this crazy, uncertain time when we can't have social connection. I'm trying to write a book about social connection and relationships, <laughs> which is really interesting. So, well, if I can ask, what can we do then? So, obviously, now we are <laughs> enclosed, trapped, whatever, with our family. And there's even people who are housemates. They've never even really spent much time together, but now they have to all of the time. What are some of the top tips, some of the things that we can do um, just to help those relationships with people that we're now having to spend way more time with? Oh, you mean, so not just connecting with the people outside our house, but the In people the inside our house? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Because part of the, I think that all part of the challenge too at the moment is not just maintaining those connections outside. It's actually how to maintain your own personal space when you are confined because, Mm. you know, solitude is actually really important too. Um, But I think with connecting with people um, in your home environment, I think it's about, I don't have any like magic wand tips, but it's about having those opportunities to come together in ways that are, you know, fun and, um, you know, like we're all, everybody's talking about jigsaws and board games and, card games and all of those things. Like if we haven't done those things before, they can be really fun um, and fun ways to connect and hang out together. Um, for the people who have the time, and I know that not everybody, like some people are busier than ever, um, but for the people who have the time, there's a lot of opportunity to do fun things like learn, and uh, like you see people like learning an instrument, for example, and then like jamming together and whether you do that with people inside your home mm. or whether you're doing that like by Skype or by FaceTime with people outside your home. Um, I think we're all um, – stress levels are potentially high. Like we're mm. all going through those waves of emotion. So I think we, as well as honouring and acknowledging our own, I think we all have to kind of cut each other a bit of slack as well and give each other some – space and patience and tolerance and acceptance that everybody's going to be going through this in their own way. And as much as we are in this together, like literally everybody is going through the same thing, the same time it is very personal to each of us, like every individual is going to be impacted in a slightly different way, whether socially or financially or, you know, to do with our jobs or whatever. So just having that, um, that, uh, yeah, the, the patience, I guess, and the flexibility to, to just like allow people to just, you know, go with whatever they're going with and not being too hung up, like I said before, like needing or expecting other people to behave in a particular way or handle this the way you particularly would handle it or, um, you know, letting go of some of those expectations. One of my favorite quotes, I think it was Anne Lamott said it, 
is that expectations are resentments under construction. Um, and I think <laughs> wow. I think now more than ever is about just letting go of some of those expectations. And I think that goes for ourselves as well. You know, I, I, it's the quote is obviously about people outside of us, but um, I think we've got to, you know, be a bit flexible with our expectations of ourselves at a time like this as well. Yeah, I really like what you said about we are at different stages and at different times. And being flexible mm. in remembering that, and 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 being aware of that, and being patient for them. I was having a like, I was having a conversation yesterday with someone. One person was saying, "Oh, I think most of us have passed COVID now. I think we're all okay. We're ready to move forward." And the other person was saying, "No, nah, not a chance. Like they really weren't. One person was, another person wasn't, and I was up and down." Um, and yeah. I, I think being really aware, as you said, that this is my experience, and my experience is changing. And then try to really tune into what's their experience and how is their experience changing and evolving. And and there's going to be times when they line up with you. Maybe you're both feeling really positive and creative and want to do the games at the same time. And maybe other times it's kind of a disconnect. And and like what you said before about solitude, allowing personal space mm. as well, I think is really important. Yeah. So thanks yeah. for that. Yeah. You just reminded me of something and I think it's gone out of my head. So I'll come back to it if I remember. It's okay. Uh, So (laughs) (laughs) I was going to ask you, there's just two more things really. One is um, how can mindfulness help now? And then the other one is what else haven't we spoken about that could be very helpful? I, you know what, mindfulness, I, if there ever was a time for, I, I say this too, for all of us who have any interest, and, and obviously people who are listening to your podcast, Dave, like they, these are people who are interested in doing life better. These are people who are really on that personal development journey at, to, at some level, whether they're just dipping their toes in or whether they're down that path. But these are the people who are really all about um, having ways of managing their mind and their mood and having the skills um, to manage their emotions and to um, maintain their motivation and um, to to have a higher quality experience of life. And, you know, these are the people who I talk to as well. And I have been saying to people, like, this is what we've been training for you guys. (laughs) This is is the Olympics. We're here. (laughs) (laughs) This is is the time when all of those skills and those tools, which have been great in theory, and, yes, they've Mm -hmm. certainly helped us, hopefully, to manage various challenges in life and stresses and whatever, but this is the time that we use those things. And mindfulness for me is is so relevant and so important right now because it is fundamentally it is about meeting our experience exactly as it like allowing our experience to be what it is and meeting ourselves like where we are at and not having that expectation that we should be feeling something different not judging our thoughts or feelings not um, adding layers of guilt or anger or frustration to what is already an incredibly stressful experience. And it's also about just focusing on the present moment and where we are so potentially can be hooked into like that whole fast forwarding, like I can't wait for this to be over and I can't wait to get back to this and I'm looking forward to that. Like it, we can do that. We can look forward to happier times and when we can hug our family again and all of that. But it is so much about just appreciating and being present and what else can we do now, right? Mm. <laughs> just except just be present, be present to not what's hap- just what's happening outside of us, but also what is coming up within us, which is the very definition of mindfulness. 
being present to what's happening outside of us, but also that what then arises within us and being able to allow space for that without having to uh, push it down, suppress it, deny it, pretend it doesn't exist, but equally not um, being overwhelmed by it just by, you know, honoring it, but then making, choosing a wise response and, you know, like really choosing, I think especially the other important thing is like when we are stressed and confined and in a very unnatural situation for us humans, um, choosing the healthy coping strategies, not the unhealthy coping strategies, because we can tend to, and I think there's going to be a lot of people mm. potentially spiraling down or, or dropping back into those um, unhealthy patterns and unhealthy habits as a way of coping or managing uncomfortable feelings. And so if we can just be really aware, and I said this in my podcast as well, like the coping strategies that we put in place or the routines we put in place today will have a compounding effect. So if we start now with the eating too much or drinking too much or spending our whole days on watching Netflix, like that is just going to compound over time and become a really un unhealthy, unhelpful pattern that we're going to have to try to break ourselves out of at some point in the future. <laughs> or we can, you know, as much as possible, stick with the mindfulness and the exercise and the routines and the uh, the journaling and the FaceTiming and the board games or whatever, um, which is not to say that you can't have a drink occasionally, but, but you know, just having those ha healthy habits compound over time instead. Absolutely. And <laughs> my son, Eli's just popped in. Um, hey, Hi, Eli. Eli. Eli, say hello to Cass. Hello. Hi, Eli. How are you? Good. Are you having fun on school holidays? Yeah. Are you? That's good. <laughs> Speaking of healthy habits, hey, Eli, what are the three things we've been doing every morning? Um, gratitude, meditation, and exercise. That's fantastic. They're the three best things that anybody could do in the morning. That's amazing. And they've been helping you, buddy? What are, what are the three things you're grateful for today? Mm, a lot of things. <laughs> Lots of things. That's good. There's so many things to be grateful for. Looks like we've got another visitor. Yep. What's, who's this? This is Tobias. Tobias, this is Cass. Hello. Hi, Tobias. How are you? Hi. Good. Now, Cass, good. Cass is a big expert on mindfulness. <laughs> and you do I wouldn't that say every that. night to help you go to sleep, don't you? Yeah. That's fantastic. Do you use like an app or something, Tobias? Yeah. Like a meditation app? Yeah. Which one do you, do you like? Smiling Mind. Yeah, that's a good one. I know other kids really like Smiling Mind as well. It's got some really good meditations, especially at nighttime for helping to calm down and have a good night's sleep. It's really good for you. It helps you big time, doesn't it, buddy? Yeah. All righty, I'll, I'll get back Hi. to Cass. Um, boys, I'll be with you in five minutes. Five minutes. Thanks, Cass. Um, this is this is working from home life. Exactly. This is the, this is the everybody being at home life that we're all living at the moment. <laughs> Welcome to the new reality. Um, <laughs> but the mindfulness has been huge for, for my sons. Like in the mornings, we just do count the, um, the three senses. Eli, <laughs> he asked, can we count smells? So they actually, they do it inside their cubby house in the lounge room. And we start with what are the, you know, count your breaths. And then he wants to do the three things, the, the five things he can smell. And then we do what are the five things you can uh, feel, hear, and then see. And doing that this morning, we went for a bike ride, and then we do the gratitude. And our days are far better when we start with that process. It's 
Right. That's good on you, Dave, for doing that and um, building that in because it's so good for them. It's just instilling such healthy habits in them at such a young age. Mm. It's amazing. But And that links with what you were saying before about being really aware of the habits that we're creating now because yes. we need to be mindful. I think I spoke about this in one of my solo rounds recently, but we right now we are helping to create who we're going to be whenever this is over. Mm. We can either be the same. We can either go backwards, like he's mentioned, or we can work on our well-being, work on our self-care, our self-compassion. We can work on our healthy habits and come out being maybe a little bit physically, mentally stronger. Maybe we can have enhanced relationships. Maybe we can take on these healthy habits like mindfulness and gratitude that we never really had time for before. Exactly, exactly. And I don't think we necessarily need to make that like some big self-improvement project I think I think we just like you said like we just consider how we're dealing with it on a day-to-day basis and just by virtue of the fact that this is the life that we're living now like if we can use this opportunity to give ourselves a bit of um, grace and uh, be kind to ourselves and like you know do the meditation because it makes us feel better then these will just become habits on their own um Mm. And because we will just know by our experience how they make us feel. And then ideally, like, you know, we will just continue them. Yeah, maybe this extra level of self-care and self-compassion will become a positive. If we are talking for positives from this, maybe that could be one of them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think we will certainly all, I mean, who knows how things are going to look at the end of this, but I like to think that we will have very different priorities like very much ideally be much more connected to what really matters most um and I think that there will I had a conversation this morning you know about there'll be some industries that don't necessarily survive but maybe they're the ones that are were not that great for the planet anyway you know like the fast fashion the cheap clothes that come out of Bangladesh and factories and things like that like I think a lot of those are going to really struggle to survive Mm. but if that means that we come back to slow fashion, like Australian made, um, sustainably produced, whether it's clothing or whatever, you know, like maybe these are some of the, the positive, the positives that will come out of this for ourselves and our values and the world. That's it. That's it. And it's going to become a lot more self-sufficient, I think. Yeah. There'll definitely be a new normal. I think a, yeah. a new way of doing things afterwards. Um, and Cass, thank you very much. For your time today, um, I think I think I need to get back to my sons very shortly. <laughs> and I better go and see what my family are doing, and if um, my dogs have been fed, and all of those things. <laughs> absolutely. And just before we wrap up, um, the our listeners they can find you on all the social medias at Castun. Uh, yeah, it, uh, Instagram is Castun underscore XO, but you can just search Castun or Castun Psychologist is my Facebook page, um, or Castun.com is my website, and that'll have all the links as well. Excellent. And your courses that, that are available at the moment? The courses, the, the courses are up. I have actually, at the, at the beginning of this, um, because I used to run my courses, oh, I've done various different things, but they are open for sale now for anybody who, particularly I think with the mindfulness, I've got the eight-week mindfulness sorry, the six-week mindfulness for busy people course, um, up available. It's $100 off, so it's $197 or two payments of $99. Um, can probably give you a discount code for that one, actually. Take another 50 bucks <laughs> off. Nice one. Um, and, um, and the Crappy to Happy is on sale for $97, and that's a 10-step program that is unlocked 
as soon as you purchase it so you can dip in and out of whatever modules you feel are kind of necessary and relevant or most helpful to whatever you're going through rather than kind of having to step through you know step one step two step three it's kind of a buffet that you can help yourself to and that's on sale for 97 on my website as well fantastic and we'll have all those details in the show notes and for the final question Cass I know I asked you this previously and I'd love to ask again and see if the answer's changed what does doing life better mean for you particularly during these crazy times now oh I remember you did ask me that question last time I don't even know what I said last time doing life better for me means um living in integrity with my values and a definition that I heard of integrity the other day which really struck me um as being so profound was that when you're um you're Inner, when you're inside and you're outside, so your inner thoughts and feelings are in integrity with your outer actions and behaviours. Um, and so there's no um, who I am privately or who versus who I am when I put myself out into the world, and there's no none of my behaviours that contradict, you know, what I are my values. Basically, does that make sense? Yeah. So living um, um, in a, a really authentic manner. Yeah, yeah, living really authentically. And I think also um, doing life better in this in this time particularly, I think that that self-compassion thing is the most fundamental. I mean, I'm really big on that generally, but I think particularly now um, is really the time that we have to, because we're terrible at it as humans, we are terrible at self-kindness. We, we are so self-critical and we are so always whipping ourselves to do um, not just better, but to do more, mm. be more, have more. And I think now it's the time to just give ourselves that same sort of kindness and compassion because it's a tough time <laughs> and we don't need more criticism. What we need is more support. Yes, maybe this podcast now could be do life more compa- more self-compassionately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do life more kindly. Yeah. <laughs> more kindly, nice one. <laughs> uh, Cass, I really appreciate your time this afternoon. And, um, I really appreciate you inviting me, Dave. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, no, likewise. It's been absolute joy. And thank you for the work that you're doing and getting back into the studio yourself to reach your millions of listeners um, for the Crappy to Happy podcast. And um, Back into the wardrobe studio, <laughs> yes. as we all do from home now, the soundproof wardrobe. And it's difficult, isn't it? In the wardrobe, it's yep. really difficult to be creative. Anyway. Yep. Um, but Cass, <laughs> really thank you for your time today. And um, yeah, all the very best. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. See you next time. So there we go, friends. I hope you really enjoyed this chat today with Cass Dunn. I certainly enjoyed catching up with her. And uh, I hope you found some helpful tips, habits, and strategies that will enable you to keep finding the joy and the happiness in every day. And give mindfulness a go if you haven't started it yet already. Please do give it a go. I know it's made a massive difference in my life and particularly right now, I think we need to lean into, we need to try all the different things that we can just to help us be at our best, just to help us keep moving forward with a sense of strength and resilience and self-care and particularly with self-compassion and mindfulness is a really big one for that. And just with that again, remember Castan is offering you, our Do Life Better family, she's offering you 25% off her already heavily discounted courses, which is the Crappy to Happy course and the Mindfulness for Busy people course and her website is castdone.com make sure you get on there sign up and your discount code is do life better that's all one word do life better lowercase make sure you put that in to get your 25% 
25% off. And as always, please make sure you share this episode with someone who means a lot to you right now, someone who you are hoping is doing okay. Make sure you share this with them to give them the tips, the habits, and the strategies that we know can help them get through this time as well. Do connect with me on Instagram at Dave Jorna and also on the Facebook group at Do Life Better Podcast. That's the special Facebook group we have. Hope to see you in there. And for now, all the very best in whatever it is that you're doing these days. Remember self-care. Remember to keep working on your self-compassion as you continue stepping forward to try to do your life just that little bit better each and every single day. Thanks again for joining me today and I can't wait till next time.